Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowan. Titans fans, it is a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. On today's show, we are going to continue the 2022 Locked On Titans free agency preview. And we have a very big need for the Titans to discuss. That is the tight end position. We're going to talk about the top options on the market, some of the mid-range fits that could be there for the Titans, and the bargain bin at the position as well. And the Titans could be targeting anybody out of any of those three tiers with how big the need is at tight end. So I'm going to talk about all the names available, give you some of the guys that I really have my eye on and who I think would be a great match for the Titans depending on what price range they are looking for. So diving in to the free agent tight end market on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We are going to continue the 2022 Locked On Titans free agency preview. We've already talked about the quarterback and running back position. We've talked about the wide receiver position. If you guys missed any of those shows, make sure you go back and check those out. But today is all about the tight ends, and boy, do the Titans need an upgrade at tight end. Before we get into all the options, do want to thank you for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked on Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I am going to be putting out daily Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content, not only during the season, but all year long. So make sure you subscribe. Check out the Locked On Titans YouTube channel as well. Subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell so you know when all of my content goes live. Throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube right now. You can check me out on social media at Tic Tac Titans as well as on Facebook at Locked On Titans Pod. But with all that being said, time to dive into the free agent market at tight end. We'll start with some of the top names at the position before we get in to those names. We have to know where we're coming from, though. What do the Titans have right now at tight end? And the Titans have four tight ends signed to the active roster. Tommy Hudson, Briley Moore, Austin Fort, and Ryan Izzo. Now, let's be honest with ourselves. There's a good chance that none of those tight ends I just mentioned will be on the Titans 53-man roster when the season actually comes around. Maybe the Titans carry four tight ends and Tommy Hudson makes it. Maybe one of him or Briley Moore make it on the list. But, you know, you're looking at Austin Fort, Ryan Izzo, somebody who was added real late in the season. I just don't see those guys making their way to the 53-man roster. And if they do, well, then I don't think the Titans solved the tight end position as we were all hoping. So let's look at some more positive options for the Titans. And the Titans need a tight end one. There's no way around it. They can't go get a tight end to a backup guy. Last year, Jeff Swain was the tight end one. Jeff Swain can be a tight end two. Anthony Ferkser can be a role-playing tight end three. But asking those guys to bump up in the pecking order was a big mistake. So the Titans need a versatile tight end one who can not only 
you know, go across the formation on those play action bootlegs, but a guy who can also line up in line as a tight end right next to the offensive tackle and handle blocking responsibilities. The Titans aren't going to change their offense overnight, so they are going to be required to block. You need somebody who can do a little bit of everything, can be a little bit better of a receiver than Jeff Swain was, but also be a better blocker than Jeff Swain was last year, quite frankly. And we know that Anthony Ferkser, he could come back to the Titans. I'm okay with Swain and Ferkser coming back, but they need a tight end one to slot everybody correctly. And you may be talking about the draft, and I do want the Titans to draft a tight end, but I'm hoping that tight end ends up as tight end two for the Titans because outside of recent top 10 picks like Kyle Pitts and TJ Hawkinson, it's very rare to get adequate production from a rookie tight end. So I don't want to expect a rookie tight end to be that tight end one. I think the Titans do have to attack this position in free agency. And the top names at the market, I have to admit there is a risk here that some of these guys may get franchise tagged. But I don't expect it to be all of them because the franchise tag is around $11 million. And that's a lot to pay in one season for a tight end as a singular cap hit. It would make more sense with all of these guys to give them a long-term deal worth three or four years, make that cap hit low to about four, five, six million dollars, and then kind of backload the contract. So let's talk about the names though, with all of that precursor information out into the air. Number one, my number one tight end in this class is Dalton Schultz. Coming from the Cowboys, he's got 154 catches in his career, 1,545 yards, 12 receiving touchdowns. He got a slow start to his career as just a backup role-playing tight end before he got true opportunities in Dallas. And last year, he put up 78 catches, 808 yards, and eight touchdowns. So a guy that can help you in the red zone, which would really help the Titans, is, uh, you know, that's something they did lose with Jonu Smith, that Jonu Smith was good at, was being a red zone target. So you got that there. But I talk about the versatility of a tight end one. You can't just have a guy who can catch the ball reliably. They have to be able to block. And Dalton Schultz is a really, really good blocker at the tight end position. Run blocking grade from 2021, 69.4. Pass blocking grade was a 67. Point three. Compare that to Jeff Swaim and Anthony Ferkser. Ferkser and Swaim had a 53.6 uh, run blocking grade and a 55.1 run blocking grade. So Dalton Schultz is, is far better than that, 15 to 13 points better. Then you look at the pass blocking grade per pro football focus. Uh, Swaim was at a 56.8. Anthony Ferkser at a 33.1 compared to Dalton Schultz at a 67. Point three. So Schultz is a fantastic blocker. He's good enough catching the ball over the middle. He can be a threat in the receiving game if he has some good receiving options around him with Julio Jones, with A.J. Brown, with hopefully a new third wide receiver who can actually do something. Uh, Don't Schultz will be surrounded by good weapons with a quarterback who can get him the ball in a good run game. He can block. He can play in line. I just love the fit there with Dalton Schultz. He's only 25 years old. I think that's crucial for the Titans. And right now his salary projections are around 12 to 13 million. So although he would be an excellent fit for the Titans, I do think that's a tad out of their price range. The next guy is Mike Gasicki from the Miami Dolphins. He has 199 catches in his career, 2,255 yards, 13 touchdowns. Last year he really did well with Tua Tungavailoa. 73 catches, 780 yards, had two touchdowns on the year. But here's the reality. Gasicki is a wide receiver. He can't block. His run blocking grade last year, 46.1. His pass blocking grade, 36.6. He's a more talented Anthony Ferkser. He spent more than 50% of his snaps in the slot. 
during his career. So he is a big slot wide receiver. And again, that tight end one position for the Titans needs to be a guy who has versatility for $11 million or $13 million, somewhere in that range for the 26-year-old Gasicki. I do not think he's a fit for the Titans. I do not think that that will be a signing that you will see. Uh, the next guy, a lot of people ask me about this guy a lot, and it's David Njoku from the Cleveland Browns. He has 148 catches in his career, 1,754 yards, 15 touchdowns. Last year, he had 36 catches, 475 yards, and four touchdowns. He is a decent blocker. He didn't start his career as a good blocker, but he's improved at that spot. He had a run blocking grade last year, a 64.1, a pass blocking grade, a 72.4, and that new regime in Cleveland led by Kevin Stefanski on offense. They put a priority on blocking from the tight end position, and Njoku showed that with improvement, he could get to that level. Now, his salary range estimates are all over the place. $7 million all the way to $11 million. I think it'll be closer to that $7 million because the reality here is he was part of a rotation. In Cleveland, Austin Hooper has been the tight end one in Cleveland over Ninjoku for a few years. They got uh, Harrison Bryant in there who took some snaps from Ninjoku. So he wasn't a pure tight end one despite the fact that he showed flashes that he could be a guy like that. And because of that, I think that'll take his market down from those two top guys that I mentioned more into the seven, eight million dollar range, which could make him a good fit for the Titans with the money and the skill set. Kind of Delaney Walker type, a guy who maybe could be one of the best tight ends in the NFL and has the skills to do it, but just hasn't really got a pure opportunity. Now, one thing that kind of sticks in my crawl with Ninjoku is he did request a trade from the Browns last offseason. My intel in Cleveland tells me he's not a bad teammate. He's not a selfish guy. He's not a me guy, that that was more of a product of his agency trying to get him a better opportunity because of that crowded tight end room in Cleveland. But we know that the Titans put a premium on players who put the team first and who care more about the team than themselves. Is Ninjoku that guy? I don't know. I don't know the guy personally, so I can't answer. It does give me some pause, though, but I think he would be a good fit if the Titans do decide to go after uh, Ninjoku. I feel like their intel on him as a person and as a teammate would be solid, and I would be comfortable with that. Zach Ertz is another big name on the market, who obviously all of you guys know, but at 31 years old, we know that Zach Ertz is at the tail end of his career, and despite the fact that he is the, the most decorated pass catcher in this class outside of Rob Gronkowski, 635 career catches, 6,841 yards, 41 touchdowns. I mean, last year he was incredibly productive with two different teams, 74 catches, 763 yards, five touchdowns. But come on, guys. He's a terrible blocker. 46.9 run blocking grade, 77 pass blocking grade, which is good, but we know the truth here. Zach Ertz is a receiving tight end. He can be in line. He can do a little bit of that, but at 31, going to be 32 years old, it's just not a great fit for the Titans to give him 8 to $10 million. They need a more physical player at their tight end position. And the last name I want to talk about in this first group is a guy who can give you that physicality in line. He can help you in the passing game tremendously, and it's Rob Gronkowski. So Gronkowski is no lock to be back with Tampa Bay this year after Tom Brady announced his retirement. Gronk's probably going to get a one-year deal worth 7 to $8 million, somewhere in there. Maybe Tom Brady can tell Gronk about his old friend Mike Vrabel, the kind of coach he is, the kind of guy he is, and get Rob Gronkowski to play for the Titans on a one-year deal. I think that could make some sense. I really do think that could make some sense for the Titans. They could do a Jayon Brown situation where you add two void years to try to lower that cap hit down to about 5 or $4 million, make it super manageable. And, of course, we know the kind of player Gronkowski is. I don't got to give you numbers or stats. 
great blocker, incredible receiver over the middle, physical guy, good teammate. He could be a good fit for the Titans if he wants to play one more year in. Nashville is a great time, and a lot of tight ends love Nashville, so maybe that would make sense. So that's kind of the top names at the market. I think Schultz is a great fit, although he may be too expensive. Ninjoku could be right in the sweet spot for the Titans if they're comfortable with his personality. And Rob Gronkowski, if he's interested in one more year, makes a lot of sense for the Titans as well. We're going to get into some of the mid-range options, and I have a ton in there that I think make a lot of sense for the Titans, so I'm excited to dive into those. Before we do, got to tell you guys about BetOnline.net. Football season might be over, but basketball season is in full swing with both pro and college hoops. For all the latest odds, totals, and player props, go to betonline.net. It's the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores and news this season. It's not just basketball either. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, even Olympic coverage. Make sure that you head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and all the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to continue this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, breaking down the tight end free agent market, a position that the Titans really need. We just talked about my top tier options that are available at the position and guys who are a specific fit for the Titans and guys who aren't. I'm going to keep doing that as we knock down to tier two in terms of price range. Before we get into that, I got to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first to listen every day. Make sure that you're also following the Locked On NFL. NFL podcast on whatever platform you stream. Also, make sure you check out the Locked On NFL YouTube channel as well. All of the Locked On local experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. And your boy is actually the host of the Thursday show. So make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast. For all of your national news, you get your Titans news here with me. Get that national NFL news with the Locked On NFL podcast. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. But diving in here to a big group. So we're going to get through these guys. We've got to talk about all of them. There's a lot of guys in this mid-range that I think makes sense. A guy that I've been mentioning since the beginning of the offseason is Gerald Everett, who played with Seattle last year. Incredibly durable guy in his seasons in the NFL. 16 games, 16 games, 13 games, 16 games, 15 games. So he's a guy who's going to be out there. And also let me mention that this tier of players I have dubbed as the low upside slash risky guys because Gerald Everett isn't a guy who has high upside. He's not going to be more than the player that he is right now. But the player that he is right now is a solid player who could fill that need for the Titans at less than top-tier price in the position. Gerald Everett had 48 catches, 478 yards, four touchdowns last year. Is a good option as a run-after-the-catch guy. He can stand up in blocking. He's not a a fantastic blocker. 57.2 run blocking grade last year, 76.8. But if you get him blocking and play action and you give him the ability to use his athleticism out on the perimeter, he could be helpful to you. So I think Gerald Everett really could be that guy for the Titans. His estimations contract-wise are about six to seven and a half million dollars per year. Titans get him at that six million dollar mark. I think it could make a lot of sense. He's only 27 years old, so you may be able to have him for uh, a couple more seasons. And if you do get a tight end in the draft who blossoms into a true tight end one, Gerald Everett is a top tier tight end too. I think that would be fantastic. 
for the Titans. So Gerald Everett is a guy I have a star around. I think he makes a ton of sense for what the Titans like to do in their system. Run after the catch, physical and durable. I think he's a good option. The next guy is Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram coming from the New York Giants. 46 catches last year, 408 yards, three touchdowns. He is a very, very good receiving tight end. In my opinion, he's kind of a worse version of Mike Gesicki. He plays in the slot a ton, kind of that big slot physical guy. Um, his blocking is just not where you need it to be to be what the Titans are looking for, though. 46.6 run blocking grade, 54.6 pass blocking grade. He is only 27 years old, but for 6 to $8 million in the same range as Gerald Everett, he may be a more talented player overall, but with his inability to block, he's more of just a big wide receiver, and I don't think that's what the Titans are looking for. They have Nick Westbrook-Akina, or will have Nick Westbrook-Akina, for that big slot receiver role, they need a true tight end one who can block as well, and that's not Ingram. So I don't see a fit there. Uh, CJ Uzama, there will be some people upset about that because Uzama did have some, I think, quite idiotic quotes after the game against the Titans saying that the Titans were scared of the Bengals. They got a playoff, tied a playoff record in sacks. They were scared. Tannehill just threw three interceptions. That had nothing. What are we talking about here? So he might have rubbed the Titans locker room the wrong way. And for that reason, he's not really an option. But if you look at him in a vacuum, Uzama, 49 catches last year, 493 yards, five touchdowns, good blocker, 60 in the run blocking grade, 70.6 in the pass blocking grade. He is 29 years old. So again, low upside. Uzama is exactly the player that he is right now. He's not going to get any better, but reliable guy over the middle of the field, will be a physical blocker, knows about the zone scheme, and knows what his responsibilities are there. I think Uzama could be a very good fit for the Titans if they want to go in that 6 to $8 million range. He makes a lot of sense, but can they get past those comments and how it might go on in the locker room? I don't really know. That'll be interesting to see. Another guy is Robert Tunyon. Um, had the ACL injury last year, so we only played in eight games. Had 18 catches, 204 yards, and two touchdowns. Kind of a down year compared to what we saw from him in 2020, where he had over 50 catches, over 500 yards, and 11 touchdowns. Now, that's the only reproductive season he's had, and he's not a great blocker either. In 2020, he had a 52.2 run blocking grade and a 58.8 pass blocking grade, so he's not really a guy who's going to give you a lot there. He is coming off of an ACL, looking to be around $5 million in salary. Even though he's 27 years old, I just don't trust that he'll be that productive guy away from Aaron Rodgers. And with the ACL and with the lack of production prior to 2020, I just don't see that as a reliable fit for the Titans. Another name that I want to mention here that I think does make a ton of sense is Tyler Conklin from the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, 61 catches last year, 593 yards, three touchdowns. He is not as good of a blocker as maybe uh, Uzama or Schultz or Gronk that we talked about, you know, Everett, but 54, he's probably right around where Gerald Everett is, quite realistically, when it comes to blocking. Uh, 54.7 run blocking grade, 58.5 pass blocking grade, but I think Conklin is serviceable enough as a blocker. He played in a very similar run game system in Minnesota that relied on wide zone schemes. I think he can do enough in the blocking game and add value as a receiver at 26 years old, with his price range being about 3 to $4 million. I think that can make a ton of sense. For the Titans, he's an upgrade over Swaim. He has a little bit more upside than Jeff Swaim, a little bit more athleticism. I think that could be a perfect, perfect fit. Tyler Conklin is one of my starred players out of all of these names. Another guy is Hayden Hurst. A lot of people have been talking about 26 catches last year, 221 yards, 
three touchdowns, playing as the second fiddle tight end in Atlanta behind Kyle Pitts. 57.7 run blocking grade, 32.5 pass blocking grade. So that's a bit concerning. He's right in the same price range as Tyler Conklin, three to four million dollars at 28 years old. Look, here's the reality: Hayden Hurst got moved out of Baltimore because he wasn't a physical enough blocker. I talked to my intel in Atlanta, and I don't really see that having improved. He's still not a very physical blocker, hasn't improved upon that, despite a reputation for being physical earlier in his career. It just doesn't show up on tape. So with that. In the back of my mind, I don't think that Hayden Hurst should be a Tennessee Titan. I know some people within the Titans community have linked those two together. I just don't see the fit there. I don't think that's the right move. I'd much rather have a Tyler Conklin, much rather have a Gerald Everett than go for Hayden Hurst. Another guy that a lot of people are interested in is O.J. Howard, a guy who, funny story, in the 2017 draft, if you would have put a camera on me for the Adoree Jackson pick, you would have heard me and my brother going, O.J., OJ, OJ, a couple other buddies for the Titans as well. Excuse me. We all wanted OJ Howard. Now, his best statistical years were the first three years of his career. He had over 25 catches, over 430 yards every single year the first three years of his career. But in 2020, had the Achilles injury, came back in 21, had 14 catches, 135 yards, and a touchdown as the third string tight end in Tampa Bay. Now, Blocking, he's been pretty decent in blocking for most of his career. Last year, he did take a big step back, 44.7 run blocking grade, 31.4 pass blocking grade. But again, every other year of his career, he's been significantly better than that. So I have some hope there. He's only looking to get around 3 to $4 million based on the estimations. He is only 27 years old. I would rather the Titans go with O.J. Howard than a Hayden Hurst. Go with somebody who maybe has some upside, who can be better with more opportunity. He's learned from Gronkowski. He's learned from Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Maybe that'll let him be better at his next stop. So O.J. Howard's kind of a wild card guy who I'm not entirely high on, but I would be okay with. And the final guy in this group is Max Williams. Coming off an ACL tear in 2021, it is seven seasons in for him, and he's only had 102 catches, 994 yards, and six touchdowns. The guy's just always hurt. He showed flashes of being able to block. He is a very good blocker, 72 run blocking grade, 70 pass blocking grade. The guy is a really good blocker, but just no durability in his career, and the Titans can't count on that. They need guys who are durable. For 4 to $6 million, it's just a bit too risky for me at 28 years old with that production and the history of injuries. So I would have to decline on Max Williams, but guys in this tier, Gerald Everett, Tyler Conklin, CJ Uzama, and then OJ Howard finally in the fourth one. I think all of those guys could be a solid fit for the Titans. We're going to get into the bargain bin options, the no upside group, as I would call it, guys who are just serviceable. So we'll get into those before we do. Got to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. You get the best of both worlds with Built Bars. They're the best tasting protein bars you're ever going to have, and they're very healthy for you as well. They have a ton of delicious flavors. The peanut butter brownie is one of my favorites. The white chocolate cheesecake, the salted caramel, all delicious, and all the bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. But again, it's not just the taste. The bars are healthy for you as well. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Make sure that you go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Titan! 
Titans fans, let's continue this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, breaking down the tight end free agency market. We talked about the top tier guys. I said I really liked Dalton Schultz, really liked David Njoku, not really liked, I liked, I really liked Dalton Schultz and Rob Gronkowski from that tier. Njoku is kind of my wild card. From the mid tier, really liked Gerald Everett, really liked CJ Uzama, really liked Tyler Conklin with OJ Howard. It's kind of a wild card there. But now, I want to get into the no upside vet. So we had the top tier options. We had the low upside of the risky options. Now we have the no upside vet. So let's get into those. Before we do, got to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis not only on college football prospects, but also on NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. But diving in here, looking at these guys. Number one, a familiar face, Jared Cook. Now, we know who Cook is. He is purely a receiver, not a great blocker. He's going to be a bargain bin option around 3 to $4 million because he's 34 years old. Quite frankly, just not what the Titans need on a tight end right now. He doesn't make a lot of sense for the Titans as he doesn't give you anything in the blocking game. The Titans don't need a purely receiving tight end, just not what they need schematically in a fit right now. They need a, a real tight end one who can block and catch. Now, a guy who is a no-upside vet who does have that ability is Mo Ali Cox from the Indianapolis Colts. He's just an all-around guy. He's a really good blocker, can make plays in the red zone with his size as a, you know, a box-out type tight end with that basketball skill. He also can make some run-after-the-catch plays because of his strength and his size and his speed. He is a do-it-all all-around guy who I think could slot in there if the Titans really wanted to take a tight end high, like an Isaiah Likely, like a Greg Dolchich, uh, like a Jeremy Ruckert, Jalen Weidermeyer, um, Trey McBride, there's the name that I'm looking for. If they really wanted to go all in on a tight end, then a guy like Mo Ali Cox could make a lot of sense for the Titans, right around three to four, maybe $5 million at max. He's still only 28 years old, and it doesn't hurt to get that inside intel from Indianapolis. Look how things worked with Danico Autry, a guy who was undervalued in Indianapolis who came over to the Titans and filled in right away and did well. I think Mo Ali Cox could do that. If the Titans decide to go cheap with their free agent signing at tight end and decide to go rich in the draft at tight end, Mo Ali Cox would be a perfect, perfect fit because some other guys are there just don't make a lot of sense to me. Jordan Akins from uh, the Houston Texans, he's not really a good blocker, not great in the receiving game. He's going to be down $3 million at 29 years old. Just doesn't really give you anything. He's more of a third tight end in an offense. Jimmy Graham, 35 years old, and we know that he's just a big wide receiver. And quite frankly, he's not even a big wide receiver all the way throughout the field. He's really just a red zone option. So that doesn't make a lot of sense for the Titans. Same thing with Eric Ebron. I don't want him on the team anyway after um, the debacle that was his 2020 season talking on Twitter about the Titans. Get him out of here. Uh, finally, I put Jeff Swain. Swain's 29 years old. And like I said, if the Titans go out and get Schultz or the Titans go out and get a Ninjoku, they go with a draft guy as tight end too. But if they go with uh, Gerald Everett, they go with a CJ Uzama, they go with a Tyler Conklin, why not? 
bring Jeff Swain back. I mean, I don't think it's out of the world of possibility to have Swain as your tight end three, or, you know, you get one of these guys, you bring back Swain, you bring back Anthony Ferkser, you get a rookie in there in the mid rounds and let him compete. I don't think any of those options are bad. So just to round things out, in the top tier, Dalton Schultz, Rob Gronkowski, Ninjoku as a wild card. In the mid rounds, Gerald Everett, CJ Uzama, Tyler Conklin, OJ Howard as a wild card, and then Mo Alley Cox in that bottom tier, no upside vets, I think could slide in and make an impact for the Titans right away as well. But that is my full breakdown of the free agent market at the tight end position. I have a very good feeling that the Titans will be signing one of the players that we just discussed. When it happens, I'll be here to break it down. But as for now, John Robinson, Titans general manager, is set to speak today at the Combine. I will be breaking down his comments on tomorrow's show. And then Friday, we'll round out the week by talking about the free agent market in the offensive line group. We're going to talk about tackles and interior offensive linemen in Friday's show. So make sure you're subscribed on whatever platform you do stream. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.